It is the Who Cares About Men's Health Sideshow. Today's episode, how Will Smith is going to get you back into the gym. Also, lessons we can learn from a very unfit, at this particular moment in time, Will Smith. My name is Scott Singpill. With me, Dr. Troy Madsen. He brings the MD. I bring the BS. (laughs) (laughs) I like like it. I do like it. That's good. So um, on Instagram and Facebook, I just happened to stumble across a post that Will Smith put up, and he posted a picture of him. The first one that I saw was a picture of him and he's in kind of these tight black shorts and he's uh, got this kind of zipper up sweatshirt unzipped. And uh, he's does, he doesn't look like the Will Smith that we've seen in I Am Legend or, <laughs> you know, the other movies, right? And he goes, I'm, I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm in the worst shape of my mm-hmm. life. So then I stumble across another post from Will Smith where, again, he's standing there and he's kind of pushing his belly out this time. And again, not the Will Smith we're used to seeing, right? And he said, this is the body that carried me through an entire pandemic and countless days of grazing through the pantry. I love this body, (laughs) (laughs) but I want to feel in all caps better. No more midnight muffins. This is it. I'm a, I'm a kid in the best shape of my life, teaming up with YouTube to get my health and wellness back on track. Hope it works. So, um, I saw that and I thought that that was pretty cool because, you know, there's gotta be a lot of ego involved when you're Will Smith, right? So to post these pictures of you, not in the best shape of your life, I think, uh, was it was really inspiring, and it made me think, "Wow, that's kind of like me, you know." Minus the movie star career, the <laughs> the perfect family life, and and all of that. Could, could so. you actually tell what kind of shape he was in, though, or is he just like in a baggy sweatshirt going? You know, what, what did he have going on there? Um, I emailed the pictures yeah. to you, so you could look and see for yourself. Hmm. Yeah, check that out, and then we'll wait. Is there an attachment? Oh, here's the attachment. <laughs> like, what is going on with this email here? <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 definitely showing off his bod there. Like he, yeah, he's put a little weight, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah and this he, is a guy I've always thought about Will Will Smith being in incredible shape. So, yep, this is good. This is good. I mean, this is good for all of us. Like, yeah, this happens. So, and I could totally relate yeah. to that because um, unlike you, Troy, who upped your physical activity and your you know your output during the pandemic, I I kind of went the way of Will Smith. <laughs> like, I just really. <laughs> Just really, really, really went south. So well, we've speak. all been in this position, though, Scott. This is how I felt a few years ago. Like, yeah. I feel good right now, but we've all been in this position or we're in this position right now where maybe you felt like you were in good shape and things just went downhill. For a 52-year-old, I mean, he's it's it's not a pooch. It's a paunch he's got going on. Yeah. Yeah. And he's 52. Oh, what's okay. the difference between a pooch and a I paunch? Don't know. I didn't realize they were. Because I think, I don't know. I think I have a pooch. It's small. <laughs> It's like a little, it's like it's a little fanny pack, right? And then he's got like a full backpack. It's got like okay. that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the other picture that was really inspiring that I kind of came across at the same time, and this is how I was inspired back into the gym, was a picture of him sitting on a shoulder pe- press bench with what looks to be maybe 10 pound weights, dumbbells that he's yeah. pushing above head. And it says, crazy that this photo was taken right before I picked up the big ones. Dang. Um, so he's, he's joking around, but, uh, you know, we've got a great lesson to learn from him here because, you know, if you do go back into the gym and this is kind of what I want to talk about that he kind of offers us some good lessons about getting back into a fitness routine. So I will say I've been back to the gym and I've gone, um, uh, I had to go out of town, but while I've been in town, I've gone every other day and I've done some exercises and it feels great. So thank you, Will Smith for inspiring me. If you want to come on the show, I'd love to thank you in person. So see if that happens. Yeah. And you're welcome to join us on the show, Will Smith, too. You can. And then um, he also joked about weights here in another Instagram video. This guy 
says, let's just get the movements. Let's just get your body back into making the movements so we avoid injury. Right. But what that means is he'll just give me the the bar with no weights on it to do a bench press. And I'm like, we're not shooting that. Nobody's going to have a video of me bench pressing with just a bar with no weights on it. All right. So so just so you know, afterwards, then they cut to a clip of him squatting a bar with no weights right. on it. So once again, you know, totally willing to just let it all be out there that Will Smith, who we think of is in great shape, is starting slow, starting light. He's he's easing his way back into it. And I think that was another inspirational thing. And we've talked about that before on the podcast that, you know, you don't want to rush right back into it because if you do, it, you can hurt yourself, first of all. But it could also kill your momentum after a couple of weeks. It just might be too exhausting. So you just might quit. It you know makes it non-sustainable. And then there's a danger you might not continue. So I really appreciate Will Smith not only posting that picture, uh, admitting that uh, the pandemic has impacted him, put him in some pretty bad shape, and that, you know what, you don't go back in and lift weights like you were Will Smith and I Am Legend uh, when you're Will Smith after the pandemic. So those are some good lessons for me about getting back into a fitness routine from Will Smith. Any thoughts, either one of you guys? One of the things I was thinking is that I really appreciate this, this idea of I love this body, him posting it, unedited, et cetera, because the other photo that has been circulating the Internet right now about getting, quote unquote, back into shape was Chris Hemsworth getting in shape for Thor. And he just has the biggest, giantest bicep you've ever seen. And it's just that doesn't inspire me. Right. That kind of gets me in this like, ugh, I'm not Chris Hemsworth, you know? Yeah. Or I'll never attain that. Right. Cause I mean, when we talked to Rashigo, uh, Rashago, excuse me, you know, who is our bodybuilder that we talked to, we learned that that takes a lot of work. That's not sustainable for the average guy. Right. So seeing this is, it's, it's cool. I really, really appreciate this because I've been trying to get back, you know, back into fitness and just this idea of, I love this body, right? This idea that it's not like, a shame. It's not like, no, this is bad. He wants to feel better. It's not looking, it's not all about looking your best. It's about feeling your best. Yeah. I mean, just seeing him looking like that and, you know, it's not like it's airbrushed or anything like that. Like, you know, so many celebrities, it's, they want to present an image and he's just very real about it and says, yeah, I was in great shape. I'm not in great shape now, but I'm working to get back into good shape again. And again, I think we've all gone through cycles similar to that. So it is inspiring to see someone basically saying, yeah, this is not where I want to be, but it is who I am. And I'll, I'll keep working to, to get back to where I was before or somewhere at least kind of close to where I was. So the other thing that I love about this Will Smith thing is just being humble enough to post uh, Will Smith doing 10 pound dumbbells. Because for me, I, I did go back to the gym and I did go back to doing weights because that's something I've done off and on my whole life. And I, I just needed something easy. It was something that felt comfortable to me. But what doesn't feel comfortable when you go back in there, especially here at University of Utah, where you've got, you know, all those young students in there is, you know, they're moving massive amounts of weights. And then I go and I have to put it on, you know, the light stack. Right. Uh, but reframing why I'm doing it and just going, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing it for this reason really helps. And you just kind of got to go, you know what? Nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to care. And one of the things that I really try to concentrate too on is form because over my years, I've noticed muscle imbalances start to develop. So instead of just making it about how can I move this weight in any way, shape or form possible, just to say I've moved a lot of weight, how can I move this weight in a way that is achieving my goals of giving me better mobility and flexibility and balanced strength? 
Um, so I really watch my posture when I do my, uh, my back pull downs, because as we've talked about in a previous episode, I've got this dowager's hump. So I'm trying to get those muscles strengthened and stretching. So, you know, that will kind of start to straighten out. Uh, so, you know, those are my priorities now. So it, it, that's what's helped me. Let's move on to the next segment of the sideshow. I guess I should also say um, a couple other episodes to check out. So we've got the one with Ernie Reimer about uh, the basics of strength training. That's episode 24. That'd be a good one if you're interested in just starting out. That's good for a beginner. Um, episode 54, Getting Active Again. We talked to Caleb Meyer. He's a strength and conditioning coach who went through kind of a similar thing. So he talked about getting back into it. And then uh, we also talked to Caleb in episode uh, 58 about kettlebells, which is uh, some exercises that you could do at home, learning uh, how to exercise with kettlebells. So, All right, Troy, get out that stack of uh, articles. What, what might we hear about today? Uh, Troy's going to go ahead and give us uh, some titles of some articles, and we are going to pick which one we want to hear. Yeah, Scott, you know, I, I always love searching through the medical literature, see what's out there. Some of these are articles that have appeared also just in general science magazines, things like that. But I will give you some ideas here, some topics. You pick what you like. Um, so to start us off, we have a randomized trial of oxycodone and acetaminophen versus acetaminophen for musculoskeletal pain. So opioids versus just plain old Tylenol. Is there a difference? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Uh, could there be a dramatic hidden impact of not having a regular bedtime? We've talked about that Ooh. before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, characterization, characterization of scooter injuries over 27 months. <laughs> it is scooter season now. <laughs> if you've been downtown, you've yeah. been almost hit by scooters many times. All right. Extreme exercises carries metabolic consequences. All um, right. So I think that's enough choices. I think we should. <laughs> I can, Scott, I can keep going. The flimsy evidence for flossing. Oh, How could you yeah. pass that one up? Next time, let's just limit it to three. <laughs> and then we'll choose from that. Because I, I don't even remember what the first three were at this point. Mitch, did you hear one that uh, intrigued you? I'm always interested in scooter injuries because Jonathan broke both his oh, arms. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But that's me. That's Oversleep? Me. Oversleep? I would think the sleep one would be better. Yes. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Jonathan broke right. both of his arms arms on a scooter. Yeah. Yeah. He at the same time. He like wow. fell off the scooter the back with a heavy backpack and he broke both of his arms. And so he was like a mummy all wrapped up for like, you know, two months. Yeah. The, the, people don't talk about it a lot, but yeah, the logistics of breaking both of your arms with scooters are are awful. <laughs> I mean yeah. we won't get into the specifics. Right. But it, it really limits you. And when I see people come and break both their arms, I'm just, I'm so sorry about this. Like, wow, yeah, this is a bad situation to be All in right. and you're going to be in this for six weeks. All right. Scooters? You want to talk about Yeah, we'll hold on to the sleep ones later. I know yeah. that some of the sleep interviews are our most popular ones. So I do want to do those sleep ones for sure. But, um, you know, scooters hits home. So it hits speak, home for, for Mitch. Yeah, it does hit home for Mitch and it is scooter season. And I'll tell you, yeah. Scooters kind of is it. The reason I kind of included this article is I hoped you would pick it because I've done a lot of work with the scooter research and published on that. And, you know, it's one of these things that really hit the news where we had articles in the Washington Post and the New York Times about some of the stuff we did at the University of Utah. And we were one of the not one. I think we were the first site to really look at this and say, what happened here? What kind of injuries did we see? After people started using rental scooters in Salt Lake, you know, they rolled out. Everyone's using them. What kind of injuries were we seeing? And it wasn't just that we saw people with bumps and bruises. We were seeing people come to the ER who were major traumas, who had very serious injuries, major head injuries. So this article actually appeared in the American Journal of Emergency Medicine 
Um, it is slated to be published in July of 2021. So it will be very published very shortly, but it's appeared online. And this article, uh, they looked at uh, patients at a level one trauma center over, it's about a three-year period since November 2017, and had 442 patients who came in there who were injured on electronic scooters. And basically they said, okay, how serious were these injuries? Uh, they said that hospital admission for those who came, there was 40%. So these aren't patients coming in who are just saying, oh, I bumped, but I got a laceration, you know, or even just a broken bone. These are 40% of their patients were admitted to the hospital and 3% of these patients went to the intensive care unit. So these were serious head injuries, very, very serious injuries. Uh, they found that, you know, people who were more likely to admit it were those who were older than 40 who had alcohol use or other substances, who lost consciousness or who came in by an ambulance. So kind of some obvious stuff. Um, but one of the most surprising things for me, both in this article and in the research we did, is the fact that no one uses a helmet. I mean, it's not surprising when you're out there seeing people, but when scooters are going 15 miles an hour, it's, it's a pretty fast rate of speed. You're moving on that. Um, we found that in our study that no one reported helmet use. In their study, it was 2.5% of people. The other surprising thing is just that, you know, we found a lot of people were intoxicated. I think a lot of people are using scooters to bar hop, things like that. It's dark out, you're riding a scooter, you're, you're you know, at least had a couple drinks and uh, that's going to increase your likelihood of getting injured. They found that people, people who had used alcohol or were intoxicated in some way were much more likely to have a serious injury. So takeaway from this for me is it's it's a lot of stuff we already know, but it was interesting to see this now in a larger study. Bottom line is electronic scooters, you know, I think they're a, a great way to get around and a quick way to get around, but yeah, you know, if you're using it while you're intoxicated, that's an issue. It would be great if you had a helmet. I know no one does, but but we see a lot of serious head injuries from these. So just be aware, you know, it's summertime, great time to get out great way to get around short distances on scooters, but uh, be aware of the potential for injury. As you're well aware, Mitch. Yeah, that's and that's what's interesting is hearing that study because when we were in, we were we went to the hospital like six, seven o'clock at night. Jonathan had both of his arms broken and the nurse there was saying, oh, well, you're the least severe e-scooter injury I've had today. Oh, wow. And that was, and that was the most telling thing where like I'm wow. sitting there and I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I can't go into specifics or whatever, but that's all I can say. And it was just like, yeah. He has two broken arms. Like, how yeah. is it? You know, and the the idea of today, like there's today. just how many people are getting hit, hurt with these e-scooters. Right. So it's just really interesting to it hear is. that. It is. And we've looked at that too. Yeah. I mean, the numbers have increased over time that we're seeing, which makes sense. As more people are using e-scooters, you're going to have more injuries. But yeah, we're and seeing more um, and more. Usually like within the first two or three times you use it that you're going to get injured, isn't it? Isn't, isn't that kind of the average? It's it's correct. that I wouldn't say usually within those times, but your likelihood of getting injured within the first two or three times is much higher. So it doesn't mean that all the injuries or most of them happen then. It just means that people who use it, like it's their first or second time on the scooter, they're more likely to get injured than someone who's used it 10 times. So Yeah, which makes sense yeah. because I think, you know, it's a whole new way for some people to to travel, right? And, yeah. And, and and you've mentioned before they go a lot faster go fast. than you might think. Yeah. And you hit you hit something in the sidewalk, and if you got a bail on that, I mean, right. running 15 miles an hour to recover, you're probably going to yeah, go down. You yeah, you can't. Your legs can't keep up. You're going to fall. Yeah. So. So I think uh, one of the takeaways for me on the scooter thing too was, um, you know, if it's your first couple of times, play it conservative till you kind of get used to how sure. that thing works. Yeah. Take you it know, slow. And, uh, 
how it's going to react on the sidewalk, how the brakes work, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Don't don't just get on it and start scooting. Yeah. Well, and the big thing for Utah, especially with Jonathan, you know, yeah, don't drink and ride these scooters. But these scooters were developed in warm, sunny places. Jonathan right. fell because there was a little bit of ice on the ground, like the <laughs> no. smallest amount of ice and the scooter just, whoop, you know. Wow. So it's it's be careful when, you know, it gets colder out there because these scooters are still out there. They don't bring them all home. So, yeah. And it's yeah. not just the it's not just the ice. It's just slick sidewalks after a little bit of rain, something like that. Mm-hmm. These wheels are so small and they are you know they don't even you know, they're nothing even like a mountain bike. They, they have no nope. they're not studded at all. They're not going to hold you on any sort of uneven ground or any slick surface. So. Yeah, I think that's the takeaway. You, you see people on them all the time. You think, ah, oh, this will be easy to jump on, great way to get around. But again, we it's it's surprising to me, not that we're seeing injuries. That doesn't surprise me. The surprising thing to me is how serious these injuries are. Like we've we have seen people who have died because of scooter injuries, because of wow. massive head injuries. This is something we have seen, other sites have seen too. So And then um any of the scooter injuries that have come in, um, have you gleaned anything from any of those? Patients, any, they, they say anything to you that stuck with you? Uh, the biggest things for me, if I had, you know, three takeaways, it would be if it's your first time on a scooter, like you said, Scott, take your time, make sure you know what you're doing. A lot of people are like, yeah, it was my first time on. I was going way too fast. I, I didn't know what to expect. Second thing, carry a helmet. I mean, if, if I could tell you one thing, like if you're going out, just carry a helmet. Maybe people think you look stupid with a helmet on on a scooter, but <laughs> cite this study. You know, people give you a hard time. <laughs> i've got some research come on guys yeah uh third thing don't drink don't don't ride while intoxicated those would be the three simple things and that's what the research drives home to again it doesn't eliminate all potential for getting injured but i think those are the big things where we see people getting serious injuries where they hit their head and that's what that's what puts you in the intensive care unit so so not nearly as fun as the green urine article. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to pick that one, but, but yeah, certainly all, probably more informative. There's always next time. <laughs> there's always next time. I'll save it. It'll continue to reappear. So, All right. Thanks for listening to Who Cares About Men's Health, The Sideshow. We have numerous different shows. So if you're interested in nutrition, activity, sleep, emotional health, that's called the Core 4. Be sure to check out our Core 4 episodes. If you're interested in men's health essentials, these are conditions that affect men, uh, be sure to check out our men's health essentials section. And uh, of course, this was the sideshow where it's a little looser, but we still do try to talk about health and tie it back in. If you did like this podcast and you found it entertaining, informational, useful, inspirational, any of that kind of stuff, do us a favor and just tell one other person, share it with one other person that you think might dig it. That would really help us a lot. Try to find more listeners and more men who care about their health. Of course, you can also check us out at Facebook, facebook.com slash who cares men's health. And you can reach out by calling us at 501 and you can reach out by calling us at 601-55-SCOPE and leave a voicemail message or send us an email at hello at thescoperadio.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for caring about men's health.